All right. Hello, people. My name is Travis, and I am with the man that you know and love, Nick the Lord Baron. I am. So, um, so yeah, here's the thing. So Nick and I, we're both uh, game masters, dungeon masters. And the thing about being a dungeon master is uh, you you play with your players, and they're the only people usually that you talk to about D&D and stuff. But you can't really talk to them um, about the stuff you're planning and keep it a surprise. So something we like to do is bounce ideas off of each other. Um, and it's fun. And we thought we'd record it for you. This time is going to be a little bit different because usually what we actually do is we'll write down all of our ideas on scraps of paper and like tape them to rocks and actually throw them at each other. Yeah. Yeah. That is, uh, that is something that, uh, that hurts when you get hit by a rock. If you can dodge a rock, you can dodge a bad idea. Yeah, that's true. That is true. That is something I've learned from, uh, from years of training and, uh, and stuff. So man, so so check this out. So you're doing a um a December it's like a Christmas game, right? Um a little bit. I haven't entirely decided on the theme. Though the only things that we really have so far is that it's going to be uh so the game is uh my previous game Unchecked Skyfuckery, where basically it was Sky Pirates, which is already a really wild premise and after a few sessions of them going completely off the rails, I just sort of leaned into it. Uh, the game actually ended a little over, uh, it went for about a year and then it ended a little more than, <clears throat> I want to say four months ago. We ended in July. Cool. But we're getting together for one shot for just kind of a reunion tour because the players just all had amazing chemistry and like, it was so wild that it was fun. Oh, so it's, the, so it's the same people from Skyfuckery. Yep. It's exactly the same people. Oh, okay. Cool. I and thought... we're all going to dress up super fancy and get together. Oh, that's so badass. Okay. We I thought call, this we called it fancy fuckery. Oh, that oh, that's gonna be so fun! And you're gonna you're gonna are you gonna stream it or record it or are you just? I'm gonna record it, but I'm not gonna stream it. Okay, cool. That's funny. I, I don't have the means to yet. Maybe eventually I'll pick myself up like a. Well, I'd need to have like a laptop and a and a camera. I'd need like three cameras to capture the players, but that's <laughs> yeah logistics that's for another day. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I thought I thought this was just gonna be for a bunch of randos like you did uh, earlier. Okay, so now um, I actually do have one that I'm planning for that, so that can be another one that we do. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's fun. I like that. This is cool. So, okay, yeah, so I, got... I have two one shots that I'm doing next month. It's going to be a wild month, dude. That's exciting. I miss I miss running D and D games. Yeah, I'm I moved out to Potato Land, and um, I haven't haven't made a lot of D and D friends yet. Yet, yet is the key word. So, okay, so who we got? So we got. Uh, we got Lacey. Who else we got? Andrew. Lacey, Drew, Justin, Tyler, Katie. I think that's it. Who's who's Tyler? Uh, Tyler is, he played Giles in the original game. I don't think you've actually met him, though. Okay. Okay, cool. So, um, so you know, something that we normally do. Uh, so this is Nick's game. And normally, I just, I just kind of try to be amused. And like ask a bunch of questions and try to give them inspiration. And I'm, you know, I'm not really emotionally invested in where it goes, but you know, this is kind of what I do. So you mentioned, you mentioned you have no idea what you want to do yet. Um, like, do you have any, any idea? Like, is, is this going to be Christmas themed? What do you think? So the, the only thing that I have is, um, so a long time ago when we were playing in one of our, one of our weird fucking games, 
at one point, uh, Drew's character Nibs, like something cast Banish <laughs> on him. Okay. And when he came back, he the, the, I don't know how or why or what the context is, but he just yelled, Mr. McGillicuddy, no! <laughs> okay. So I'm going to make the BBEG of this one shot, Mr. McGillicuddy. Okay. I'm writing that down, Mr. McGillicuddy. Okay. Uh, so knowing Drew, it's going to have to be something pretty, pretty messed up. <laughs> so here's what I'm thinking for Mr. McGillicuddy so far. Um, he's going to be extremely average. Like he's going to be this little, like sort of like bluish skinned, uh, like a deep gnome. And he's going to have like okay. <clears throat> sort of wild uh, tufts of like purple hair and a mostly bald head. And he's going to have like glasses and like a plain, like green sweater and slacks. <laughs> okay. And okay, I'm going to base perfect. him off Colin Robinson from what we do in the shadows. Like he's going to just be really, really boring and mundane to the point where like, it just like tires people to listen to him. And he's never going to directly like say a bunch of super twisted stuff, but just allude to it. Like, Oh yeah. So, uh, Hey, yeah. Uh, Nibs, the thing about God is I'm sure you remember that the most important thing that you can do is that you want to make sure that you can profit from people's beliefs because profit is the number one thing that keeps the church going. Now, the thing about God is that there's about seven different ways that you can take this direction. Once you start the conversation, just like, Fall on like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so my ideas. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, man. My idea so far is I'm going to pick up. So the very last session, they had like literally like saved the multiverse pretty much. Cool. And they had just gone to a concert where uh, Katie's character DJ was like playing a set and everybody got like all, everybody got an invite and they all went and like they all like met up and they discovered that like some of the people in their crew had survived when they thought they died and i kind of left it off there well i want to pick up directly after like later in the night they've been part you know i'm gonna let him get a chance to like get ripped and like you know party a little bit <clears throat> then mr mcgillicuddy's gonna come in and talk to nibs and I, of course i'll put my own flair on it but basically in so many okay. things i'm gonna be like i want it to be like Oh, hey, so like all the like I actually met God. He's going to be like, well, well, yeah, yeah, of course. We're like, we've always spoken to God. No, no, no. Like, I actually met God. OK, and, and I'm going to make it weird. Like, oh, yeah, God touched me. I felt <laughs> his divine touch on my body. <laughs> OK. <laughs> OK, so I'm hearing. So they're going to be they're going to be at a party. And we're going to. You're going to start off with them just having a good time. And then uh, Mr. McGillicuddy is going to find Nibs and tell him this. Yep. Wow. And while that's happening, while Nibs is there, I'm going to try to, if I can draw the others in, great. If not, I'm going to at least go to Tyler because he's, his character is the only one that isn't a hot mess. So yeah, tell me about Tyler. Like, how how does he play? What's his deal? So Tyler is a very skilled both player and role player. I actually wanted to get him in thicker than wine for a while, but it just never worked out with schedules. So okay. Tyler's character Giles is like this genius, but like much like basically like Giles from Buffy. Okay. I completely lack confidence, but like I'm smart. And okay. like the sort of recurring joke is like something will go wrong with the ship. Captain Katrina would yell something like, oh, God damn it, Giles, are you going to fix the fucking engine or what? Uh, uh, sorry, Captain. Uh, getting right to it then. And, and that sort of thing. But then like, you know, Giles would always come in clutch. So the thing about Giles is he's the only one there that's not 
overtly like chaotic and he's pretty intelligent and at the very end of the uh, game the bbeg archive gave him this like what basically like this tome that explained how to create spell jammer ships which in the setting that i created spell jammers are like mined out of old ruins and like restored but nobody knows how to build them anymore giles does now and for, for those who don't know spell jammers being giant badass airships from hell yep so okay, i cool. want i want archai to contact giles via like some kind of like telepathic sending message and basically be like I know that you guys don't want to hear from me again after everything that happened, but you need to be made aware that Mr. McGillicuddy, like th- this man, it, he's he's getting involved in some really bad stuff. Okay. And I don't have the means to stop him, but I think that you guys should because and I'm going to kind of draw back to like the original setting, like Mr. McGillicuddy thinks that he hears God and a foolish man on a self-righteous crusade who believes he hears God is end up le- is just ended up being led astray. Does that sound familiar to any of you? <laughs> because that was literally Archive's story. Okay. Okay. So you're so you're thinking you're gonna have Mr. McKillicuddy contact Nibs and tell him that he needs to follow God or whatever. Oh, and Nibs and, is gonna go for it. And okay. Okay. And then, uh, what was that? Who's going to contact Giles now? What was that character's name? His name is Archi. Archi, okay. And he's going to contact Giles and be like, hey, this guy's bad. So what's, what's like the call to action? Like, what do you want? What are you trying to get them to do? So I want them to go with Mr. McGillicuddy. Um, perhaps Nibs will do it simply through wanting to meet God and Mr. McGillicuddy will of course promise copious amounts of rewards to anybody that, you know, to, to those who can help him truly touch God. Yeah. Meanwhile, Archie is going to be like, Hey, you should follow this guy and see what's going on and stop him because this is, this is really bad news. He's gotten in touch with something truly dark. Okay. So the, so the call to action for uh for nibs is to go meet god and he's just gonna do it because he's nibs yeah and then the call to action for giles is hey you need to spy on this dude because he's bad news do i got that right yep okay cool so what how about everybody else like um and who who are these characters by the way so refresh me so we got got lacy justin and katie who who are they playing katie's playing dj a very very chaotic bard uh lacy's playing Galaxy, a very, very chaotic lizard folk druid, and Justin hey. is playing Patch, Phoenix, Dirk, Hook, Hand, I don't actually know his name. It changed like seven times throughout the game, and even I, the person facilitating this, have no idea what his true name is. Okay. <laughs> and he's an extremely chaotic bugbear rogue. Okay. I'm sure by now you're noticing a trend. Yeah. So, uh, so most of these people are probably like instigators sounds mm-hmm. like so so it sounded like tyler was more of an actor because he was yeah okay cool and then how's how's lacy playing is she an instigator too like a little bit lacy mostly just kind of rolls with it okay like what, i'm sure that Katie? it, katie's character is a hoe <laughs> Okay. So if Mr. McGillicuddy perhaps I I could give Mr. McGillicuddy like a super hot like assistant. 
You know, I'm going to write that down. Okay. <laughs> no, so, like, DJ at one point actually cucked Giles because Giles had, like, a crush on one of this one of these NPCs that was, like, working in a scrapyard. And she was kind of into him, but then he kind of ba- backed down. So DJ's like, well, fuck you, bro, if you're not going to shoot your shot. And she uh, scored with the hot uh, mechanic. So and then, like, rolled out of her room the next day and, like, looked over and was like, sup, Giles? <laughs> oh damn <laughs> okay nice okay so I'm, I'm seeing the uh i'm seeing the fuckery here yeah okay cool yeah I, this is this sounds like the perfect game for you because you can just do crazy shit and do voices and it sounds like they'll just love it 100 <laughs> percent. okay cool um oh i just thought of it Hear okay. me out. I just Let's got go. a bit of inspiration. So they need to go. I don't know, names pending, but in order to go to the realm of God, they need to basically like enter the realm of dreams or like the spirit realm, something like that. But I need okay. to flavor it like Christmas. This is going to be a callback to actual last Christmas when in that one, like, I basically had this thing called how the bitch stole Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like I had Schmidt's character from another game, like steal everything in the town. But before that, I think you might remember this. They ate some mushrooms and had a really bad trip. that was yes. all magical at first, dude. Yeah, that was the, that was the, you know, that was the coolest. Cause we were on a walk in the woods and you like described that to me. And that was the coolest fucking description I'd ever heard. Like it made me feel like I was on an acid trip. <laughs> Like I was like, oh, that was that like that was amazing. <laughs> like I, I wish I could have experienced that. Oh man, it was it's going to be wild. So here's what I'm thinking: is in order to get there, oh, maybe instead of the hot assistant, I could have DJ meet her friend Masaccio. Okay. So Masaccio is a character that I rolled in another one shot, and basically he's the teenage mutant ninja burnout. Okay. So, like, he totally talks like a surfer, right? And the whole backstory of Masaccio is like, so I was going to a party at Taz's house, like going down the five, right? But then, like, you got to hop over on the eighty-four for like, uh, you know, like about an hour or so. So anyway, after you take a couple of rides, you end up at Taz's house, and we were getting ripped, right? But then I was like, dude, where's fucking Ted, right? So we went to Ted's place, and I was like, hey, this party's pretty cool, but what about like ketamine? And like, that's that's <laughs> Masaccio as a whole. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna put him in this game, Misachio. All right, okay. And Perfect. I want him to hook him up with some drugs. So they're in. Galaxy and Patrick are gonna be in because they can get high. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Galaxy and Patch call to okay. action: drugs. All right. So uh, go going to meet God. Get high. And spy on, uh, spy on Nibs slash McGillicuddy. So okay, so what uh, what what kind of setting are we dealing with here? So they're going to some some sort of Christmas themed dreamland. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna put them right in the smack dab in the middle of like really like slightly scary, really weird, like Christmas. Okay, so like a next Christmas dreamland. 
and I kind of want to like when I first described it, it's gonna, like I want to recreate what I did last time. It's whimsical. Oh look, you're a snowman. You've always been a snowman. You look around. The winds are blowing. The snow whips up in the air. It's a wonderful sight. Oh my goodness, what's that over there? Is are those like peppermint canes? Look, they're building up into a house. Is that a walking gingerbread man? Oh my god! Suddenly he starts vomiting cocoa. There's cocoa everywhere. The steam is rising. Roll a dexterity save. <laughs> okay. Like, I want it to be fun and magical and just quickly spiral. Okay. Okay. So, um, okay. Okay. So it's going to quickly spiral into, into, like, I guess, horror? Not horror and just, like, weird. Like, really, really weird. Okay. So, like, you know, I was, um, you know, when I was thinking about this, like, something I've been doing recently is I've been looking at basic act structure for stories, like like a three-act structure and a five-act structure and blah, 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 bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, because halfway through the story, you're supposed to have, like, something that is a twist or something that, like, raises the stakes. And I think that is a really great opportunity to tie in something into the narrative. Like, like when things get weird, like, I think it would be a good idea to tie that into something that, that reveals something about the plot or like raises the stakes where, you know, like, so, okay. So Mr. I'm just just spitballing ideas, but Mr. McGillicuddy wants them, you know, is taking them to meet God. And then maybe at that point where he's like, okay, now we're going to meet God. And then things get really weird. And that could, could be something that just like, make shit really real for him, but also ties it to the plot. Oh, and I was going to tie that to the plot because the sweet, basically the whole Christmas thing is they're going into this Christmas land. That's like getting weirder and weirder. The further they go in because they're actually entering the tickles dimension. Oh no. And that's the twist is that God is Mr. Tickles. Oh, that's, that's horrid. That's horrid. Okay. <laughs> So, do you want to, um, for people who might not know, do you want to let them know a little bit what the Tickles dimension is? Or is it too unspeakable? So, um, <laughs> when I was playing a Christmas one-shot in uh, January 2020, uh, Drew played a little kobold named Mr. Tickles that worshipped Santa and wanted to be wanted to become like an elf. Well, at one point, um, so his whole story is he would always cast, like, he would always send bad guys to time out, and when they get back, they would always just run away. So one time he casts Banish on some of the party members. Like, because they're, like, falling 100 feet, and it's like, oh, I'll banish them. Then when they return, they only fall like a foot, and they don't take any damage. They yeah. fail their charisma save, so they're banished. And I describe this god-awful place where, like, they look up and there's just all of these massive manatee statues. <laughs> and, like, this big fat dude called Oswald that Travis and I made is just like, yes. Oh, welcome to the Tickles dimension. Oh, there are seven deadly sins here. <laughs> you will experience them all at once. Oh. And then, like, there's, like, Elmo Titans that are going around, and, like, they, like, pick them up and swallow them. And as they go down this, like, cold esophagus, all these clammy hands are tickling them. <laughs> Excellent. And then all of a sudden, there's just this, like... Oh, man, what, what am I thinking of? Like, there's, like, this eclipse, and everything becomes Oswald. And he's like, now it's time for God's final love! And then they, like, got out. 
Okay, perfect. How, so are are you gonna are you gonna involve Oswald again? Like how how do you think they're gonna? So I mean I mean they're pretty much like, asking for it, but I so I think Mr. Tickles, his goal is opening up the Tickles dimension again. And he wants to revive because they killed Oswald out of my multiverse. But Mr. Tickles is using Mr. McGillicuddy to lure Nibs there so that by Nibs being there, he can use like the his like cleric's power to like because Nibs is the one that killed uh, Oswald. So if he can lure Nibs there, he can unwillingly use Nibs's power to revive Oswald. You know what? That that is raising the stakes right there because they fucking hate Oswald so much. Oh and, yeah, and, and you can make you can make it like a threat, like, "Hey, if he succeeds, Oswald is back in my multiverse, baby." Like, he, you know what I mean? Like, you might encounter him again in other games. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I'm totally thinking I like that, that. The, the further they go in, like the moral reveal, like, "Oh yes, this is the Tickles dimension," and like, you know, like, "Oh, oh, oh, no, he can he can revive Oswald." And then they're going to be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's excellent. And there's just going to be like more and more manatees. Yes, as there should be. Manatees are perfect in every way. Um, that's why Oswald bolts to be one. So um, how, how long? How like So this is a one shot, right? I'm aiming for about four hours, maybe five. Okay. okay because cool. of who I am, it's probably going to end up being six. Okay, cool. So, um. Okay, sounds good. So the reason I ask is because it sounds like your players are kind of like, um, you know, actor, instigator kind of people. Like, they'll probably enjoy having some different characters and NPCs and kind of some, I don't know, I guess we'll say politics and shit to fuck with. And I was going to say, like, like what? so they're going to... Not, this... not so much on the politics. Okay. Well, um, maybe, maybe not politics, but just like relationships, you know. Just, just stuff that they can fuck with and fuck up. Oh and yeah. So, so I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, what's, what's going on in this Christmas dreamland? Like, are there, are there like, is Santa there? Are there reindeer? Like, how does do people get along? Are there elves? Like, are there maybe are there groups they can turn against each other for fun or people they have to track down to get information from? So, like, in terms of the elves, I think that they should all be speedo wearing Goliaths. Okay, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. so that's getting that's getting written down elves equals speedo glides i like how we just wrote the exact same thing <laughs> so when you say goliath you mean like goliath the race or like like a giant oh goliath the race okay cool and so i'll go into talking to get an accent yeah oh yes yes oh Welcome to Christmas world, yeah. <laughs> oh, would you like a package for your Christmas nights? <laughs> On Christmas Eve, we wrestle in oil. No, 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 no. That is just bad. We wrestle in mayonnaise. Oh. This is oh. the touch of divinity. And every time I'm going to make it religious, like, oh, yes, we, we always have the nice cup of mayo before... Before we go to sleep, that is the way of God. Oh man! You know oh, what else we need? What else we have need? to we have to have the kinky kinko. <laughs> didn't didn't they hate that? Yeah, like... <laughs> that's why I want to do it. 
Okay. So put the kinky kinko in there somewhere. So what's so what what are they doing? What are they doing in Christmas Land? Like just to, like so do they have to do they have to like make presents for for kids or something for Christmas or something? So honestly, my only intention with Christmas Land was to throw just a cut like because like I'm not gonna like it's just a one shot, right? Um, my intent was just to give it a really fucking weird setting where I can throw a couple of encounters, make them do some skill checks, uh, maybe some social stuff. And then, you know, basically it's, it's like the quote unquote dungeon that they go to, to reach the altar where, uh, Mr. McGillicuddy is trying to lead them. Okay, cool. Because so I, do- I don't want to do like a traditional dungeon crawl because it's a one shot and traditional dungeon crawls take multiple sessions. Okay. Okay. So does ever does everybody in Christmas Land like do they know Mr. McGillicuddy? Is he like a boss or a prophet or something? Or I what's... put no thought into that, but I kind of like where okay. this is going. Okay. So. Oh God! Even the elves are just like, "Oh, Mr. McGillicuddy, would you like a nice hot cup of mayo?" <laughs> okay. Your usual, Mr. McGillicuddy. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's great. So maybe so maybe he's like he's like in charge of Christmas Land, Mr. McGillicuddy. I I guess. Maybe uh, not in charge, but everybody knows him. Okay. Maybe he's like Like is there a reason like is he is like is he is everybody down with him? Is he have like a good social relationship with everybody? I'm just you know, I'm trying. I'm just trying to give it. I mean, I just want to build a structure for the players to like discover and sink their teeth, even if it's stupid. You know, because they're gonna <laughs> love love discovering like like you know gossip and social stuff. Mm. Like, don't you don't you think? A little, so? a little bit with this group. Um, I tend to find that in one shots, there's less time for that. Okay. Um, for the most part, I mean, I, I think I can throw a little bit of that out. Um, but if, if you let them go too far down the rabbit hole with role play, uh, uh it, it ends up being more than one session. If this were, if this were like an actual ongoing thing, I'd be trying to consider every little thing like that. Uh, so yeah. Okay. So you're saying if you let them, they'll, Oh yeah. Okay. They will. They'll take this. Not that I'm against it going a game going way off the rails, and by all means, it could be that everything I write down right here gets fucked five minutes into this thing. Yep. (laughs) Okay. So, um, so what are they gonna fight? That's a great question. Um, I want it to be something Christmassy, but just like weird. Okay. Um. So what's what's Christmas being weird? I mean, there's there's elves. Maybe maybe the Speedo Goliaths are an enemy. Okay. You know what was a hit at the last one shot? Actually, what was that? Um, I had like it was basically the. Uh, oh my god! What was that? You know the play with like. Oh man, why am I so dumb sometimes? Nah, I don't know. There's like, the rats. And the, the Nutcracker. Oh, the Nutcracker, yeah. 
I had a really weird version of that where like the nutcrackers and the uh, rats were all fighting and they could choose a side. Oh, uh, that's that's cool. So what's, could... what's what's some classic Christmas shit like that? Let me let me pull up Google here. Yeah, what's some what's some cool Christmas shit? Let's see. Because you know, because my mind keeps going to that weird old claymation classic thing where there's like the guy who has to help Santa and there's like that weird Yeti. Like my mind my mind's just going to that Yeti. Do you know what I mean? I mean Yetis are pretty fun. What if I made a Yeti like the Grinch? Okay. It's not it's not weird enough yet. So we've got okay, so we got Grinches, we got Yetis. Um we've got stuff like Christmas trees and candy canes. Maybe maybe there could be like free ants that are like done up like Christmas trees and they're really pissed off because it's like someone like put a bunch of ornaments on them and stuff while they were sleeping or something. What if it's not ornaments at all? What if it's herpes? <laughs> <laughs> Writing that down. Okay. Pissed off ants. Man, this doesn't have anything to do with anything, but you know what really freaked my shit out when I was a kid? And I, I was really fascinated by it and also really freaked out by it, but there's that scene in The Wizard of Oz where, like, um, he stops at that forest and there's, like, those really pissed-off trees that just, like, pick apples off of themselves and throw them at Dorothy. And they're just, like, you know, just horridly pissed off. And I remember as a kid, I was so scared that they were going to, like, grab her and kill her. And I was like, they, you know, think, just get the fuck away from them. They're trees. They can't move. Like, all they can oh, do is talk shit and throw apples. I just had an idea. Okay. What if they're, like, ants, but, like, they're, like their feet are frozen to the ground, right? Okay. And that's what it is. They go through this forest of all these, like, Christmas trees, and they're all like, hey, hey, you, fuck you! And they just start throwing <laughs> all these decorations at them that, like, explode. Oh, that's awesome. Maybe, maybe they, you know what, maybe they can Different throw presents, too. Yeah. And then, like, some of them, some of the presents could have items, but some of them could explode. But it just, but maybe, maybe when you open one, you have to roll, roll a dice on a table and see what's in the present. Or maybe, I don't know, just a random idea. Maybe they could, maybe they can find a treasure hoard that's like presents like that, but they're just like surprise presents like that. But no, I like, I like the crazy trees. I think, I, I think that's pretty fucking cool. And the thing is too, so one of the things that I like to do for a one shot is what I like to call it. It's called the five room dungeon. Right. And I, I'm going to start that like once we get in there, like, okay. So what's the big guardian or the thing that's preventing people from getting here. Then we do the opposite. If the guardian was like a role play thing. Now we do combat or perhaps it's a skill check. Okay. Then number three would is typically going to be more of like a sort of setback or something. Four is kind of the twist, and then five is the like finale big fight. Oh, nice. What, I think what, was, number, what was number two? Number two is opposite of one. So that's the variety. So if the Guardian was like a, a big, massive boss fight to get in there, like it was like, like, let's say it's a temple. Oh, I see. We have to kill the Guardian to get in. So then I should follow that up with a skill check or role play challenge. Or if it, conversely, if it was this big epic lock and like all this stuff to get through it, as soon as you get in, now I should have a combat encounter. Oh, uh, okay. I get it. I get it. Okay, cool. 
I like the idea of the big ass, like pissed off Ents being number three. The setback is they have to go through Christmas Forest. Okay. And that can just be a series of like skill checks and survival checks to see if they can navigate it while just constantly doing saves to like avoid being pummeled to death by all these like whomping Christmas trees. Ooh, you know, it'd be fun. What would be fun? I could do my six room dungeon where they just keep ending up in different spots and certain rooms will have piles of presents that might have loot. Okay. Or they could explode. Exactly. Because the six room dungeon tends to be a real smash hit. What's what's the sixth room in the six room dungeon? Well, I mean, let me see. So you'd have the entrance, of course. Six would be the exit. Now, to get through the exit, we would have to have some kind of thing. Maybe a Yule log or some mistletoe or something. The missile foe. (laughs) In room four, you get the missile foe. Okay. And like when you hold it aloft, the great two ends blocking the exit are just like, oh, my fucking God. Did you look at me? I hate it so much when things look at me. And, and like you throw it away and they like march off to go kick its ass. Hey. So what? So what is it? This is an item. Yeah. Why not? Oh, did you call it the mistletoe or the mistlefoe? Mistlefoe. Ah. And, uh. Basically, in the six room dungeon, at the each turn, players like roll a d6, and that, and like you get lost in these woods as all this like stuff is happening, and then you end up in one of these rooms. Okay. Maybe like room like two can have loot. Three is literally just trapped. Five is just trapped. And then somebody has to go to four to get the, the missile foe. Otherwise, in room six, you go there and you just start getting your ass beat. Okay, so is room six like the boss? Room six is the boss, but it's not really a boss. It's just a puzzle. You need to get to room four to get the missile foe, and now that's the key that basically unlocks the door. Oh, okay. And this, so what? So what the fuck are you saying with this missile foe? Does that make the treants fight each other or something? Yep. You, you know? just it just enrages them to see it, and then like they can throw it somewhere, and they like rip their way out of the ice to go like kill it. You know. You know what might even be funnier is it like if it's like a traditional mistletoe where it like it forces them to kiss and then they get like frozen together or something like that'd be pretty funny. Like I just like, love the pun of mistletoe. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh okay. no, Ooh. let's make it weird. They start fighting yeah. and then furiously make out and then they freeze. <laughs> yes. Yeah. See that now, now we're talking. Now we're talking. There we go. Because it's yeah, because it's like the mistletoe you have to kiss him, but the mistletoe you have to fight them first. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, there we go. Now it's getting weird enough. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're on track. We're on track. So, um, okay, so they have to get to this frozen, fucked up forest, and that's like the dungeon. And so then, so then are they going to meet God or, or Oswald or like, so God will be, so room, so room three is the setback, which that's perfect for that setback. Room four is going to be the twist. So, you know, encounter, it could be the, it could be where they finally reach the altar and they discover that it's Mr. Tickles and he appears and explains like, oh, I can bring back Oswald. Then 
room five. It doesn't need it doesn't need to translate literally, but like part five is the battle to prevent Oswald from coming back. Ah, I see. Okay. So, you know, um, like the next question I was going to ask you is like, what's, what's the boss they're going to fight, but just kind of like a, a, a segue that doesn't really have anything to do with anything. This is really making me think of the lost woods and Ocarina of time where there's okay. that, 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 you know, like all these different paths and you can get lost forever and it's kind of interesting, but it's also kind of dark. And I, I like, I never played Majora's mask, but I know there's some dark bullshit with that kid with the mask, like cursing you or something. Like what, what was it? I don't know. I don't I th- remember. Yeah, I I think I think you know. I mean, there. Yeah, I mean, I there. I mean, what's kind of tickling my imagination right now is maybe there's some sort of like dire consequence for them, or if they, like, if something goes wrong, they could be trapped in the forest forever, like wandering through like madness or something, or maybe they could eventually be turned into like a denizen of the. I don't know. Like a, like a forest creature or something, some kind of curse. Mm. I don't I don't know where that's going, but like what like you know like if if Mister Tickles like like tell me about Mister Tickles like what what the fuck? He just really loves Christmas. Okay, he loves Christmas so much. What does he want it to always be Christmas? Always. Like. Like he can help you experience the joy of Christmas forever by turning you into a gingerbread man or something. Hmm. Or like just fill your heart with the Christmas spirit, like so that there's no room for anything else. And you're just always Christmas all the time. Or maybe maybe you could get like a really annoying Christmas song and just play it on repeat the whole time because it's what like if, it's a, what if every single what if every single thing in there is something that was cursed by Mr. Tickles? Okay. And it was brought there and he like makes it stay there. And Mr. McGillicuddy is just like his thing that lures things in there. Okay. But it's it's like, and maybe the twist is it's not even Mr. McGillicuddy at all. It's just the manifestation of somebody's like past or memory. Okay. Like maybe somebody from an orphanage sees the kindly like person that used to care for them. And they're like, Oh, well let's go on. You know, would you like to go back to the orphanage? Everybody would love to say hi to you. And then they like end up like drugging them or something to bring their soul here where they're turned into a Christmas thing. That's cool. Is there, um, maybe that can be the boss too, is they could be fighting like a whole bunch of other trapped souls that have been transformed into horrible Christmas monsters. For the sake of preserving Christmas forever. Hear me out. Okay. So we've got the prelude where they're getting drunk and then they meet Mr. McGillicuddy. Archie talks to them. But I'm thinking room one in the five room dungeon. They get there. It's magical. Look, what a wonderful place. And then everything starts getting weird. Then I want them to fight. Remember what I did in the one, the Halloween one shot where I had you guys fight a horde? Yeah. What if I have them do something like that, but with like gingerbread men or something? Okay, cool. Okay. Or can yeah. it be? And I think I don't know something cute, but it has to get weirder. It's not weird enough yet. Okay. Um. You know. I mean, fighting gingerbread men is pretty cute. 
uh, make it get what weird. What if the gingerbread men vomit cocoa on each other, which starts to <laughs> melt them, and they run in and just dive bomb them and explode doing fire damage? <laughs> okay, that's pretty weird. Um, you know, I was, yeah, that's pretty weird. Like what, what was coming out of my imagination is maybe they're like, like, okay, they're gingerbread men, but you find out that they're like people and they're like, I don't know, trying to die or maybe they eat themselves to death or they eat each other because they're delicious. Maybe it could be like, like a Hansel and Gretel thing where they turn the children into gingerbread men or something. What about two giant gingerbread men? No. Two giant, like, reindeer bakers, right? <laughs> okay. And they're Hansel and Gretel, and they just keep baking gingerbread men, and you see them, like, shoveling souls into this furnace. Okay. And they just keep sending them out. Okay. That's pretty no. weird. No, it's weirder yet. Hansel okay. and Gretel are two giant gingerbread men that keep ripping pieces of themselves off to throw into the bake, into the uh, furnace, and then more of these little <laughs> gingerbread like children pop out. Okay. And they win the boss when there's no more of them left to throw any in. Okay. <laughs> okay. That, that, that sounds pretty weird. That's pretty good. Like that, yeah. Okay. So was that is that uh, was that the was that the boss fight or was that like the initial fight? That's going to be the initial fight. That's okay. how we're that's how we're starting this bitch. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, giant gingerbread. Hansel and Gretel. They have an army of themselves. How do you make gingerbread? Well, I mean, you basically just make the dough, roll it out, and bake it. Okay. Oh, God! Oh, God! And every time, they're all little boys, and whenever they do damage them, I describe how many little boys of damage they do. <laughs> all right. <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds like a plan. <laughs> sounds like a winner. Nibs would like that. Oh, that's it's Lacey. Oh. Oh, she like right. slipped up and that's said right. that one time and I've never let her live it down. <laughs> oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> oh god. Perfect. And yeah, what I if like from the stream? Oh man. And somehow I just like I want them to be like cannibalistic too. Okay. Hear me you know out. What? Like maybe okay. when they destroy all of them, like there's a couple of heads that just like keep crawling and like eating, and then kind of like what I did to you guys in Divine Beasts, they all combine into one super one. Okay. Hmm. We well, you know like um. See, so La mm. Lacey watches beasts, right? Though, so she'll. Yeah, so, so she'd see that. Um, that won't be like fresh. Well, you know, maybe maybe we can make some sort of like crazy combat mechanic for them where they can, you know, like whenever one of them is weak, the other ones can eat it and regain all their health or something. And that, and that can like play into their tactics a little bit. Cause you know, like we, like we could have, um, cause you know, it's hard just because of how hordes work. Ah, uh, right. Cause I'm basically using one big HP pool to track it. Hmm. 
Like, are you are you are you set on doing the horde thing or? It's a it, it makes running a huge encounter a lot faster, and since it's a one shot, okay. time is going to be of the essence. Okay. Wait. Okay. Hmm. Wait a second. There's something. You know what we need? What do we need? We need a big fucking penguin. <laughs> okay. So, like, what about a penguin that, like, it wields, like, as, like, a two-handed weapon, a giant candy cane? Okay. I'm with you. Oh, no. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. okay. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. A warforged penguin wielding a candy cane. Its model name is Pen15. <laughs> okay. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Okay. Pen15. Pen fifteen. So maybe after they destroy the horde, pen fifteen is summoned. Okay. Or maybe not at that point. Maybe when they meet the kinky kinku. So yeah. So where where the where the where the kinky kinku coming in? Hear me this? out. Okay. okay. The juices are flowing. We needed an interesting role-play mechanic, right? So the Speedo Goliaths are trying to find a place to, like, oil up and, like, flex, right? Okay. But the Kinky Kinku are preparing for for God's ritual with King Humongo, right? (laughs) Okay. So I need to come up... So if they choose one side or the other to help out through some role-play, they'll either fight Pen15 or I need to come up with a boss for the uh, elves. Ooh, I like that. I like that because then that that kind of because you know because that way it's like something bad is going to happen to them because they're going to have this boss fight, but that gives them like a way to influence it so that they've got a little bit of control. I, yeah, that's a great idea. Okay, so um, so there's the there's the elf speedo goliaths, and then there's the kinky kinku. So what's what's their deal? Like why why are they why are they opposing? Like do they oppose each other? They they oppose each other because they both want this same sweet spot to like either oil up or partake of earthly desires. Okay. You know, I feel like they're gonna side against the kinky kinku because they hate them so much. I'm gonna really sell up the Speedo Goliaths. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like no matter who they choose, I want them to walk away feeling dirty and like they hate each other they hate themselves a little bit. Okay. Oh, fuck. Okay. What about Frosty? Right. Okay. So, I just I need to link you this image, and once you see this comic, you'll you'll understand where I'm coming from. Give me just a second. Okay. Hear me out on this. Just look at that. Oh. <laughs> That's the kind of frosty that I think we need. <laughs> okay. Okay. So he's got, yeah. Uh, so he's got, I see this, this image with two perfect Christmas hams. Oh yeah. Just like, just like a buff stud. Dude, you could make like an icicle joke about his wang. Frosty the jacked man. Frosty the jacked man. Okay. Oh, I'm totally writing it down. Okay, so Frosty the Jackman, Jacked Man is a potential boss fight. Frosty the Jacked. This is funny. 
so they can fight Frosty the Jacked Man or Pen15. <laughs> I'm, I can already see how much Lacey hates this. <laughs> and it's just bringing me joy. <laughs> Dude, she keeps coming back. I know, right? <laughs> she keeps coming back. <laughs> I'm like, you guys keep coming back for more. Like, this is on you at this point. <laughs> okay, so... um so okay so they're t- they're gonna they're gonna side with the speedo goliaths probably right so like which, probably so which one of these do you do you really want them to fight okay cool because you, you know you've you've seen beyond the veil yeah i know yeah i know i know it's i know it's past that veil and it is um it is enlightening and terrifying so I, I think Frosty the Jacked Man should be on the side of Kinky Kinku because he seems like the kind of guy that would be into earthly desires. And I, th- I think that would disturb Lacey the most. Don't, don't, don't you think? I kind of see. Because my thoughts on Frosty the Jacked Man is like, he's jacked and he's got the perfect body like the Goliaths. Oh, you're right. You're and right. they just want to like oil him up. So now he's all icy and oily. Oh, and and pin fifteen is a bird like the kinky yep. kinku. Okay, no, that makes a lot more sense. That makes a lot more sense. It's just raw <laughs> feathers, feathers. <laughs> processing new command feathers. Okay, engage insertion mode. Oh. <laughs> okay. So um, so that's good. Then we got an opening encounter. So we've got some role play, a little bit of bullshit. We end up in there. <clears throat> got an opening encounter. Then we're going to have a little bit of a role play session with w- an optional boss and factions. So they get a little bit of intrigue. Okay. Go to the setback with the six room dungeon and the Christmas force. Then they reach the altar of God where it's revealed that they were summoned by Mr. Tickles. Okay. And he's raising the stakes because he's like, I can fucking bring Oswald back, motherfuckers. And they will hate that. Okay, sweet. So, um, so do they have to battle Mr. Tickles? I'm thinking so. Okay. I think you have manatee powers. Oh no, Mr. Tickles is far more sinister than that. Okay. So he's actually like a 20th level cleric. Oh my. What level Um, are they, by the way? They're all level 9. Oh damn, okay. But instead I'm just going to make Mr. I'm just going to take Mr. Tickles and make him like an upscaled enemy. Okay. It's like... I either am, I'm either going to have to give him a lot of backup or give him like legendary actions and layer actions in order for him to be a threat. Hmm. Because when you have when you have five people at the table, it's, it's and three people can heal like. It becomes unmanageable. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know what I really like is um, and I, I mean, I know you're wanting to do like keep it easy to manage but i i really think that multiple enemies 
in an encounter makes it so much harder than like one big bad. Oh, hundred percent. Like, like I, like, I like, I don't know what to suggest, but like, I think it's, it's way more of a threat for people. Like if you've got, if you've got like five enemies, even if they're not really like super good, that's way more of a threat than like one big bad enemy that's got like five actions around with legendary actions and bullshit. So that's 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 just like I don't know, like if it was me, because it sounds like they're already gonna have like a one like a big bad boss fight on the way there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe I'll give Mr. Tickles and uh Oh Maybe Mr. Tickles, like, absorb some mayonnaise. Okay. I don't know. I'm spitballing here. And what if... No. What? Okay. Now I've got it. You ready for this? I'm ready. Lay it on me. So while they're fighting Mr. Tickles, because Nibs is in the presence, it's not just a fight. It's a race against time. They have ten turns before the seal wears off. Okay. If the seal wears off, Oswald is back. Aha, very well. But also, as the seal weakens, manatees come out to help Mr. Tickles. Okay, perfect. Okay, okay, I dig it. So, so I got a combat complication. Hmm. We have 10 turns. Seal weakens. And then manatees every round. Okay. But that's not all. Mm, I don't know. Maybe there's no space for this in this game. What were you going to say? Nah, I think I've already got enough in this game. I just, okay. I want to do the seal thing again. Like, you cannot get past here. I've placed a powerful seal at the entrance. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. I was so happy when I did that. uh, I was going to use that in a game, but uh, we never. Yeah, I just I just love that pun so much. Like I said, I set it up in like the last game I was running with my coworkers, but then we never had the next session. So they didn't get to it. So I was like, oh, yeah, like I, I. I had the big bad be like, I placed a powerful seal upon the exit. And everyone's like, oh, okay, we're going to have to break this magical seal. But in my mind, I'm like, no, motherfuckers, there's a big buff seal that's going to kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then I th- and then I think when they defeat Mr. Tickles, this like so he took over Christmas Land in the World of Dreams because he he took Santa's suit off. But then like once they defeat Mr. Tickles, like Bugbear Santa can reappear and and like reclaim Christmas. Okay. So the whole thing about Mr. Tickles is at the yeah. end of that uh, campaign, like Santa died because they fucked up. They took oh. too long. Okay. Back, way back when I ran that one shot. And Lacey's character, who was a bugbear, is like, well, I'll be Santa because immediately Mr. Tickles is like, I'll be Santa. And everybody was like, no. <laughs> and so bugbear Santa was born. But all of this is from Mr. Tickles' hubris to want to become Santa that his own hubris twisted the world of Christmas and allowed Oswald to influence him. Okay. 
and Bugbear Santa can give a little like spiel about that. Okay, cool. I like that because it's got it's got history to him. And by the way, like their character. So you mentioned they were level nine. These these are characters they've had for a while, right? So they like. Oh yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah, the we play, we ended up playing for a little over a year, about a year and a quarter. Yeah, I was gonna say like that's a, yeah, level nine's a level nine's a lot. Okay, so what's um, so what what battle what battle mechanics are we talking about here? So there's so there's a powerful seal that gets weakened. Is that is that like the actual seal that they're fighting that's buff? And it like what? No, like, I'm what just is... gonna have a seal over like the dimension that is sealing okay. Oswald, and then they're just gonna fight Mister Tickles. But from the seal, there will be like this glow every turn, and it'll summon like four or five manatees to like help him. Okay, that's wonderful. But like, I'm thinking there will only ever be four or five on there. It's not stacking cumulative every round. Okay. But like, if all but one of them die, it summons three more. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it can be like one of those, um, you know, like in JRPGs or whatever, where you're like, oh no, I there's minions. I got to keep the minions down during the boss fight. But then, like halfway through, you realize that they just keep respawning, and you're focusing your damage on the wrong thing. Yep. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, okay, that's a pretty nice twist. Or um, mechanic or whatever. Yeah, I, think that'll, gonna... I think that'll land pretty well. You know what? You know what would be really fucked up is if they, they healed Mr. Tickles, and then you kind of have to make a choice. I mean, I'm maybe gonna, not I'm by gonna, like a ton. I'm going to do that. No! How about this? The manatees... Oh, no, it's worse. Yes. The, the mayo tees. <laughs> God damn it. The mayo tees. <laughs> Why didn't we think of that before? <laughs> so the mayo tees, whenever they attack the party, they have to pass a con save or get stunned. Okay. Now that might be a little bit too cheap. Well, I make the yep. DC low enough. You know, maybe maybe they've all got like alchemy jugs of healing mayo that they're feeding Mister Tickles to like recover his his hit points. Ooh, what if they do both? They can either try to stun somebody, or they can heal Mister Tickles. Yeah, dude, that makes them annoying as fuck. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. That's and like cool. Mr. Tickle, yeah. oh, oh no, no. What if instead, let me see, where is where's the poison effect? Let me see. Disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. So what if they poison? Mr. Tickles gets stuns and charms and fright. And the manatees can like try to poison and like grapple the party or heal Mr. Tickles. Okay. That'd be fucking annoying. Yeah, it would. Yeah, that'd be perfect because then. You want to kill them, but they come back. But goddamn it, they're yeah, yeah. That's that's cool. That gives them a real, that gives them a choice to make. And then I think, consequently, like the drawback is going to be like that. The DCs for the manatees, like the man, the manatees are like maybe they'll be like like they can heal him pretty easily, but like the stun has a really low DC. Okay, and maybe like. I don't know, because I don't I want them to be annoying, but not super annoying. Okay. 
But I think I'm going to give them just a shit ton of strength so that they're really good at grappling. You know what? That That's great. Because then that's weird, being grappled by a Mayotte. Yeah, like yeah, they, they won't like that. You're just held in these big, slippery, like, Mayo-covered arms. Yeah, f- or flippers. Yeah. Yeah. But they're they also have... arms. That's what's weird. Oh, yeah, that is weird. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. That's the perfect... Uh... Yeah, that is weird. They will hate that. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I like where this is gone. I think so, this is pretty fucking solid. So, um, what? So, what's what's their um? So, assuming they succeed, like, what's what's their what's their reward or their cool down or their feel good moment to like like rep like what's what's the epilogue here? The epilogue, so Bugbear Santa's restored. Yeah. They awaken back in the inn. And a breeze blows by. And there's a, just a little bit of Christmas magic like they remember. And when they go back downstairs, the whole place is filled with gifts and all the booze they could ever want. All right. Including a present for each of them. Uh, yeah, we'll have to think up. Like you want let's let's think of like some personalized presents for them that they would love. Like I like I you would know better than I would. If you want to go that far. I think for Patch, a brand new pair of gilded scissors. Okay. Because he loves giving haircuts. Okay. For nibs, brand new silken holy ropes. And you heard that you heard that right. Ropes. <laughs> so coley ropes. Alright. For Galaxy. An all meat like an all meat charcuterie set. What what's charcuterie? You know, like uh at the boardroom? Like oh. all the meat and the cheese laid out. Okay. Okay. Or like Maybe just like a collection of like smoked meats. Man, that sounds great. I want some smoked meats and cheese. Sounds fucking awesome. Okay, so what about uh, Giles and DJ? Let's see. Is Giles like a book book nerd or? Oh yeah, Giles is a book nerd. So for DJ, I'm thinking some like. It's going to be a nondescript briefcase. Okay. And inside are just like whips, handcuffs. Oh no. Ropes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's that's fucking DJ. And okay. a little and one bottle of ketamine. <laughs> Okay. For Giles, I think a brand new set of just master craft tinkers tools. Okay. Yeah, so like masterwork tinkers tools. Because his tinkers tools, and so basically it'll function as like a plus one. 
Because his Seekers Tools, because he's an artificer, they also function as like his spell casting thing. Like they're his focus. Ah, okay. Okay. Very nice. Yeah, maybe there won't be a plus one, because that's not fair for me to give him a stat boost for his and everybody else just gets flavor. Uh, but like I'll, I'll I'll describe these tinker tools like incredibly well crafted. Like the handles are like padded and in a way that's like ergonomically perfectly fits his hands. Oh, that's wonderful. I think oh like, dude, I dude, they're gonna love that. Especially Katie. Katie is gonna just die laughing. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. This this sounds pretty solid. This is pretty good, man. This is gonna be pretty good. Okay, cool. So um So what so Mr. McGillicuddy is gonna lead them to uh to what's his face, right? To Mr. Tickles? Yep. Like what what happens to him? Did, is he another well, person they have to kill or I think um, it's just going to be revealed that he's just the, like we kind of talked about, that Mr. McGillicuddy is just the manifestation of somebody's memories. Okay. And like, once they're there, Mr. Tickles will just make him disappear. Okay. Banish him to the Tickles dimension. Yep. Well, that, okay, that's, cool. that's the ticket, though. They're already in the Tickles dimension. Ah, uh, yes. That is the ticket. Okay. This sounds pretty solid. So, Not too um, bad. Yeah. Is there um Yeah. Is there anything else we should talk about? Is there no, are there I... any I think that's pretty good because like I'm not gonna give too much thought to NPCs on this because it's just gonna be like we're just gonna talk to somebody and I'll be like, My name's Snargle. I'm a little fucking snowman. <laughs> okay. I've got a voice like this and they're gonna be like, Wow, this is so fun. <laughs> yep. Okay, cool. Well, sweet. Mission accomplished. Maybe I'll just well, put Krill Master in the game. Yes. The or Master Cloud of Strife XX9 Sephiroth uh, Hot Topic what, 1. Uh, what, did I, what did I name him? Danger Panther? Yeah. Well, no, it was Danger Soul. Panther, uh, Panther Soul was his last name. Danger was his middle name. Um, and I called him like, like Storm something. Because it was like a parody of like Squall and Cloud. I'll say storm wind danger panther soul. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, cool. Well, um, I guess we can wrap up the podcast here. Um cool. thank you very much, friends, for hanging out with us. And um I guess we're gonna I I you know, something I'd like to do. Like, I don't know if, if this session is going to be recorded or not, but we should definitely get together for, like, a post-game analysis or whatever. Yeah, sounds good. Um, yeah, because that, that'll be fun. Okay. Well, thank you, friends, and we hope you have an excellent day. We'll see you next time.